Welcome to Entrepreneur Mindset Reset, the podcast for entrepreneurs who want to learn from fellow business owners how to decrease the chaos and increase their sense of fulfillment while becoming more profitable. I'm your host, Tracy Trepesky. I'm an executive coach and consultant and mindset mastery expert. I'm also mom to two amazing teenagers and a menagerie of adopted furry family members. In each episode, we explore challenges, opportunities, and actionable tips to help you move your business forward while staying true to your vision. You'll hear from me and my guests how we've tackled some of the pitfalls and unexpected surprises that entrepreneurship delivers. We're the real deal, and we're here to inspire and encourage you. Let's dive in. This is episode nine of Entrepreneur Mindset Reset. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in today for a new episode of Entrepreneur Mindset Reset, the podcast where entrepreneurs just like you and me share how they master their mindset to overcome obstacles to their success. In today's episode, I am so excited to speak with the brilliant and energetic Johnning Chuang of Better Fit Private Training. He shares his best tips on how to move the needle in your business, and you'll want to pay attention if you're like a lot of us and have a hard time asking for and accepting help. Listen to what he says about being photo ready. It's not what you think. As a fitness professional, he's able to draw from movement and the human body and connect what he's learned to how he approaches business growth. It's pretty remarkable, and I'm certain you're going to love John Ng as much as I do. So grab a beverage or a snack and settle in to listen to John Ng and his amazing journey. So John Ng, thank you so yes. much for joining me today. I'm really, really honored that you're here and that you're willing to be part of my podcast. So thank you for being here. Well, thank you for inviting me. Always happy to talk. Same. Well, I'm really excited to hear about your journey. You and I go back a ways. <laughs> <laughs> my, one of my kids was a toddler, I think, when we met. So it's been just a, a, a few years. Um, way back when, but I would love to hear what brought you on your journey to this point. Like, tell us a little bit about your business and what made you decide to go for it. You know, so I've been in uh, the fitness industry since 98. Uh, it was a very, it's like one of those uh, instances that had it, it one moment that changed my life. So a a friend of mine, a, uh, a schoolmate, uh, we were singing in choir together, and I found out that she taught group fitness, and she was like, hey, come and take my, come and take my step class, and she kind of asked me on a dare, and I was like, oh, sure, I'll take it, and then once I started taking, uh, once, like, within five minutes of taking class, I was like, it was so much fun, it's like recess for grown-ups, right, <laughs> like, everyone, everyone, there's, there's music, everyone's sweating, they're having a great time, there's an, endor there's an a big endorphin release, and within, I would, uh, so I, I was immediately hooked on fitness because I wasn't really a big athletic, uh, uh, athletic as a child, but I was always, I always loved moving, but I didn't like organized sports. And it wasn't until I found group fitness that I was like, ah, oh, this is the movement that I love, right? And this is the very strong social aspect. And so within a, I would say within a month of my first group fitness class, I went into a uh, my first instructor training course. Oh wow! Uh, in, yeah, so that was so February of night February of ninety eight. I took my first uh, group fitness class in March of ninety eight. I was learning how to do it. Uh, in quick. April, in uh, over the summer of ninety eight, I decided to change my major <laughs> from psycho uh, from psychology and opera to kinesiology, and it it just kind of it just 
it just went forward. Um, I worked in, in corporate fitness, like uh, in the health in the health clubs, for mm, probably about a dozen or so years. Uh, well, probably about probably about fifteen years uh, inside DC, and then um, and then I moved to Idaho for a couple years just to just kind of get away because I think I was I was very burned out. Like DC is a very competitive market, and uh, and I had made a really good name for myself, but I also wanted to. I also realized I was I needed to get away and kind of just reassess and kind of recalibrate. And so went to Idaho for a couple years uh, with my partner, and came back and realized that what I wanted to do was I wanted to help people, but just kind of do it my own way. And the way that I and just I just kept on getting just coming back to functional movement, this way of thinking that if we teach people how to move well, then it takes away a lot of the aches and pains of their physical body. And if once, and as we improve the quality of how they move, then we can increase the quantity of how they move. And when you move well and you move often, and then that it changes your life. And that's, the, and that's really what it comes down to is, I guess, you know, uh, I'm a big believer in karma. Like I was, I was raised both Baptist and Buddhist, which is very <laughs> interesting. Yeah. So like when I, I know, yeah, yeah. So like, like I, it's like, like a, a very, juxtaposition, very much, but okay. Yeah. yeah so very much <laughs> like, so this is, so this is very much the immigrant, I guess the immigrant experience in one way or another, like my parents, uh, they didn't like the public school that I went, uh, that was, uh, that I would have gone to. So they scraped a lot, as much money together as they can. And I went to a, I went to a, a parochial school. I went to a Southern, uh, that was Southern Baptist, uh, religious school, uh, for K through eight. And so I kind of was indoctrinated in that, like, you know, be a good person and like, just like the, the good parts about Christianity and Buddha and, uh, and that belief system. But then I would go home and it was a Buddhist family. So we, like we were like, my mother's side of the family is very devoutly Buddhist. So I was, I grew up thinking that Jesus and Buddha were brothers. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So like, like during, like, and then Christmas comes in. So Santa Claus is somewhere in the picture. Right. Right. But you're like seven years old, so you don't really understand. There's right? presence. Yeah, but at the same time, what it comes down to, all these things tell you is that if you are a good person, good things will happen to you. Mm. Right? And so that's the idea of karma and what you put out into the world, but you get back to the world, the golden rule, right? And so if, you, if I distill everything I, I do into why I do it, it's because I'm, I'm trying to get karma points. <laughs> no, and be seriously like if I'm, yeah. if I'm a good person if I do right by other people you know then the good then good things will do right will, will happen to me and I'll be okay like the course of my life thing I know that I have you have to put trust in that yeah you know there's like when it comes to especially when it comes to being in business on your own there's a big leap of faith there's a big amount of trust and there's a big amount of hope you know yeah. but I think that, like, in the beginning of my career, I could never have done that. I could never have, I, it took 15 years of being, of experience to know that I have the chops to go out on my own and really go for it, you know? I think, you know, we, not always, but many times we need to have experienced what we're doing through some other entity yeah. in order to learn 
maybe what we would do differently also to get our chops, you know, and this, this is not to say for anybody who might be listening, who didn't get corporate experience or whatever, that you have to go that way. Oh, no, no, but no, there's value in that. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And you, you, I'm sure you learned a lot along the way about what does work and what you would never use in your own business that oh. you would do things differently. And I mean, the oh, fitness industry is a young industry, so it's lacking yeah. a lot in professionalism, not in the actual fitness itself, but in the corporate side of things, right? The administrative and, and management yeah, like piece. It's, yeah. Because you have, I mean, I mean, a lot of it's with a lot of, with a lot of younger uh, industries, it's, you have people who are very passionate about the field. You have very, people who are very technically, I guess, within, within whatever field they're in, they, they may be experts and very strong in their field of study, but then also you put, you, then you have to enter the business world and you have to, there's all of that personal interaction and, uh, like, uh, business ethics and like, there's like big stuff. Mm -hmm. stuff that you have that you, you that you have to go through yeah. and that you have to you have to take ownership of you know it's you know when when i was in the corporate world i would have to remind my bosses sometimes that just because your best salesperson is your best producer does not mean they're going to be your best sales manager so when you oh, promote Lord, that no. person your scales <laughs> often tank because your highest producer is now being put in a position of being an administrator and it's not, it's not in their wheelhouse. You can actually sometimes take your weakest salesperson who has leadership skills, skills and flip them, you know, have yeah. them be in a different position. But it is interesting. I think that happens in a lot of industries and, mm -hmm. you know, you and I both have pretty extensive uh, um, experience in the fitness world. My observation was that they actually mostly did better in the higher management area when they brought in people from outside the industry. Yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. Like, yeah. like I would say, like, for example, for me, I would say I was, there were certain things about, uh, when, when I'm, uh, when I managed clubs, uh, and managed uh, group fitness programs, there were certain things I was really strong at, but there were things that, uh, let's see, for example, the personal development, the a one-on-one -on -one with one of my employees and helping them uh, hone their skills and uh, and sharpen their teeth, or maybe it's a a member interaction where I can help them, where I can guide them towards the right, uh, either the right classes or the right instructor or the right path, right? And mm -hmm. uh, learning how to do that was incredibly uh, was incredibly educational and insightful. At the same time, I also learned that. I'm not a spreadsheet guy. Like I can't, <laughs> right, yeah. like I can do it, but I would much rather like pick out splinters from my toes. <laughs> poke hot needles you know? in my like, eyes, right? Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it would like, I, I would, I would want to cut, I would want to mow my lawn with like toenail clippers. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to. <laughs> it's about that tedious. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's like, and here's the thing uh, for other, and here's the thing. I understand how important it is. And like, I understand numbers tell the story. I yes. guess. Let yes, the numbers no, people do the numbers. 100%. Yeah. But I am, but maybe someone else should help me with those numbers. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So in your business now, mm -hmm. yeah. well, how long have you been in operation? Like uh, so officially? My, uh, so my current private practice, I've been official for two years. I opened in oh, almost two years. 
So I opened my I opened my private studio in January of 2019. So just about two years. Uh, and you know, but I because I guess prior to that, I've done what a lot of fitness professionals do. And that uh so I have I taught or I, I haven't and still teach uh in uh corporate gym settings, but I also have my own private training business. And within that private training business, uh, for a long time, I would do on-site someone else's site. Maybe it's outdoors, maybe it's in a uh, in-home or in their apartment fitness center or something like that. But I always wanted something that, like a home base that was just mine, Mm -hmm. you know? And I'll I'll tell you, uh, there was one of the most, one of the biggest, life-changing experiences for me was when I was managing a club and then I was terminated. That was a big one. What I learned from that, uh, one of the, me- of the many lessons I learned, one of them was, you know, don't put all your eggs in one basket unless the basket belongs to you. Mm. You know? Yeah. And with that, I realized that I wanted, I wanted a basket. Like I wanted... I wanted a place that I could hang my hat and it would just be mine. And it's a hundred percent my responsibility, my vision, you know, I wouldn't have been able to do that unless I had managed other clubs, unless I opened other clubs, unless I, you know, I consulted for a boutique studio a couple of years uh, in DC a couple of years ago. And we went from, uh, we went from concept to, uh, I didn't, I didn't quite make it to opening. I was the first of many consultants for, uh, for, mm. that, uh, for that boutique. But what, what we learned, I learned um, how to build a brand and how to go through the brainstorming of the creative part of, let's say, how do you create a logo? How do you put your website together? How do you uh, really go through and think about the clientele that you're working with and like put yourself in their life and see and see all their needs you know that stuff like if i hadn't worked for that uh that corporate company if i hadn't if i hadn't consulted for that boutique there's i would not have been able to do this you know so every everything that you've done along the way of course looking back you can see how the dots connect oh i brought you to here and it absolutely has it helped you avoid some pitfalls do you think uh, I mean, you probably did, landed in some, but still. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, here's the thing: whenever you, whenever you're dealing with construction, uh, choose your contractors well. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, did you like, learn that from the boutique or from your studio? A little or bit both. of both. <laughs> a little bit of both. You know, but and here's the and this is what I also this is also what I what I'm constantly reminded of is that the things I really learned was that when you find good people, you have to hang on to them. Mm -hmm. And that means people you work with, people you work for, uh, your clientele, your vendors. When you find someone good, you hang on to them for dear life. That is the, oh my. They're gold. Wow. Like, you know that expression, you are the company you keep? Mm -hmm. Very, oh, girl. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us a little bit about your studio. So you could have found a space in town and set Mm -hmm. it up and gone through that process and rent and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But instead, 
Oh. You literally own your studio. So tell us about that because I think it's uh, yeah, really yeah. cool. So, <laughs> so I am located uh, so I'm located in fab uh, just outside Washington DC in fabulous Silver Spring, Maryland. Uh, I am so my studio is on my property, like on the property of my house. Uh, so I we in so it took about a year. Uh, it took uh, almost all of 2018 to build it. Um, and then I would say it is, it is definitely a labor of love, mm-hmm. uh, putting it together, but it's also like everything I wanted, which what I wanted to create was, uh, <clears throat> a space for people who may not be comfortable going to a fitness setting, you know, and, uh, maybe, uh, especially, especially like right now during, uh, because of pandemic, yeah. like it's, uh, but you know, prior, prior to the pandemic, what I thought was, okay, I want a place where I can hang my hat, where people come to see me and I have all the tools that I need. So I have like just, you know, it is a fully appointed fitness studio with mm-hmm. uh, all the equipment that I use, mm-hmm. you know? So <clears throat> some things that's, uh, but then once the, uh, once pandemic hit, uh, I realized, uh, I realized rel- pretty quickly that what I had was a lot more valuable for this time, for, for like for this time and space than it would have been like a couple of years ago because there's only like it's only one person besides me. Like we're both wearing uh, we're both wearing masks. I'm gloved up and but we can still have like that personal interaction and in a safe, well ventilated like HEPA filters on Hepa, all. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> like, like here's the thing. I didn't know I would learn so much about HVAC. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. But, but it's, but, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't really mind that. You know, yeah. it's, well, it's your business. It's your, it's my, it's my business. And ultimately here's what it comes down to. Cause what I learned, what I learned from my corporate fitness uh, experience is that, one of them, uh, some some very strong lessons. One of them being how you present yourself shows how much you care about someone else. Mm. This is really big. So they, I was introduced to this term called uh, of be, always being photo ready, right? So, so, so basically, like whenever anybody walks into my studio at any time, I could have like meaning that if someone wanted to come and take pictures and put them up on on the Washington Post or what uh, are on TV or on a website. Sure. Absolutely. I'm ready. I'm ready to go because you never know who's going to walk into your door. So you don't have to run around and pick up socks and toys and stuff before. No, no, no. I do that. I do that after the class. <laughs> I do that after my sessions. And then <laughs> and, and there's this deep sanitizing. Right. Well, yeah, especially now. Yeah. Yeah, especially right now. Well, when but people are sweating on your surfaces, there's that happening. Yeah, anyway, you know, right? yeah. like I don't mind mopping. <laughs> yeah, well, it's I really yours. Don't. Like, yeah, because it's mine. Like, you know, there <laughs> is like it's like you know the first. It's like you know when you get your first new car or your first apartment, and you like and you're like oh my goodness, I have like I have granite countertops or whatever it is. Like oh my god, I have wall to wall carpet for the first time. Right. right. Yeah. Like what it's do you mine. do? You, you all you do is vacuum. <laughs> right. And you're like, oh, it's so pretty. It's so clean. Because you take care, well, you take care of it because it matters. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's what I want people to understand. Because mm-hmm. my business, 
my whole shtick is I will take care of you. Mm. Trust me, I will take care of you. That's what it comes down to. It comes down, yeah. it comes down to trust and trust in the expertise and trust and care, you know? So Do it's you, not, it's, it's not like, it's not come to me and you will fit into this piece of clothing that you've always wanted to. It's not just that it's come to me and I, I will get you there the right way, the safe way, the way that doesn't get you injured, the way that is much more holistic and caring and is all about long-term. And, you know, mm-hmm. so in building my studio and outfitting it the way I have, it's, you do it once, you do it right, bite the bullet, suck it up, and just really go for it. And yeah. I have to say, oh, when I first opened, uh, when I first opened in January of 2019, I had a lot of guilt about opening. Like, or like that I spent, you know, that I spent so much money mm-hmm. on me, you know? Because it felt very, I was like, I mean, yeah, yeah, I'll say it. You know, I went for top of the line stuff. Like I went for really good quality equipment. And like I spent I spent a good amount of money on upgrade upgrading my certifications and my level of education because this is the t- I mean the type of clientele that I want and the type of clientele that I'm attract that I'm attracted to and the who and the, the type of clientele that I want to attract. They want, they want all those things. They have a, a strong appreciation for that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And this, for example, one of the things, one of the things I learned from my uh, corporate fitness days is the things that matter the most to the members or to the people, your clientele, cleanliness is absolutely the first one. And this is before COVID. Yep. So now cleanliness is like the absolute most important thing. And the second yep. thing is take very good care in the things that they touch. Mm. So, for example, like uh, the the uh, towels that I the 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 sweat towels that I use that I give my students, uh, that I give my clients are really nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're they're like, and uh, you know, my fiance he um, he does the laundry, and so like you know, I I bring in the big bucket of towels, and and he, and afterwards, like my my clients always say they smell so nice. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. Like, there, there is this very special formula of like fabric softener and detergent and wit and um uh voodoo magic Love. that makes <laughs> that makes magic. the towels extra special. Yeah. You know? So it's like it's like how the place smells, it's like how the place looks. It's yeah, you know, it's I it's, it's the touches, it's the extra. Yeah, because all yeah. those all those small detail, all the small details add up. Just in the same way that all the small details about how you move, it changes the quality of your movements. So if I am a stickler for, I don't want to say just a stickler for form, but if I'm very, if I'm very attuned and aware of how my client is moving and I want them to move in a better way, but very subtly, those, 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 all those subtle changes add up and it's very much the 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 whole is greater than the sum of its parts mm-hmm. you know and in the same way the the your facility your has to look the same way your the I, I would guess i would say the perspective and the the way in which you approach fitness and the way in which you approach uh interacting with the client is much more much more than 
me telling them what to do and how to do it. It's being able to listen to them and say, hmm, I wonder why they're not doing the stretches that I, I, I told them that would help relieve their lower back pain. Let's figure that out. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's all the small details I, I learned are so important. So because the stronger, the stronger your eye is, the stronger your ear is, the more they care that the more, the more the people you work with understand that you're all in for them, you know, mm-hmm. and you're, you're not going to let something slip by. Now, having said that, does, does stuff slip by? You're like, Ooh, I should have, I should have, hmm, maybe I should have done that instead of that with them next time. Yeah, I mean, that right. happens all the time. That yeah. happens all the time. Right. But I think with, with experience, like with, with experience, you know, that it's, you know, when the, when to stop them, when to let them go, when to, let's say, ah, one of the things I've been, one of the uh, lessons that I recently learned uh, when it comes to working with people is that, like, say they're doing a, a set of exercise and most of it's right, but some of it's, uh, some of it, they could use a little bit of correction. Sometimes you correct their form and their technique, but not always it doesn't always have to be perfect it your goal is my goal is to have them be better than what they were doing before my goal is for them to be to move better oh it's like my the tagline of my business move better live better better fit private training so it's all about if you're always going for a little bit better if you're always going for the subtle slight improvement but that but you're doing it in every single aspect it'll it happens and it happens much stronger than if, if you're, if you have a singular goal. Right. This is a good life metaphor, really. Yeah. Yeah. You know, (laughs) I, I I blame it on my Buddhist Baptist upbringing. (laughs) (laughs) But it is, you know, if you think about that, okay. In terms of like functional movement, that makes sense. It also makes sense in terms of like building financial wealth. It makes sense in terms of getting your daily operational tasks down to your science and, and yeah, everything, your, your health and wellness. I mean, I can, I can think of multiple areas of life where we're making, I call it constant course correction, right? So we're just kind of, every time we try to do just a little bit better and try to improve upon something yeah. and, and that's the goal. And I think with a physical body and with a business and with our lives, the more that we fine tune over time, the longer that's going to last yeah. You know, we're never going to get it right the first time. No, no. And, and if fact, we do, it's a fluke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And in fact, when you, when you talk about like, when you talk about motor skill acquisition, like how you learn how to do something, right? Say, for example, you're throwing a ball and you want to hit a target. You throw it once, you miss the target. Chances are your second throw, you're going to overcorrect. Mm. And mm-hmm. you're going to miss the target, but in a different way. And then you'll, you'll correct again. So if the target's here, your first throw is here, your second throw is to the your first throw is to the left, your second throw is to the right, your third throw pretty close to the target. You know, yeah. so you're always gonna you're because that's the, our our natural tendency is, oh, I did it wrong. Let me fix it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's it's not about getting it right. It's not about getting it perfect, you know? But if you're striving for improvement because improvement leads you to your goal, 
then there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And that's actually something that should be celebrated. Absolutely. Every, I think every step of every time we've made progress, that's worth celebrating. It's yeah. something that I talk about with my clients all the time. Like, do not discount the fact that, you know, you tidied your desk. You know, no. well, sometimes you're like, oh, the only thing I really accomplished today was filing my, blah, blah. well, yeah, but you just cleared the decks, like literally and figuratively. Yeah. So now we cleared clutter out of our minds and we've gotten some things done. That's worth celebrating. So maybe your client doesn't, you know, get down to their birth weight in the first three weeks that they're working with you, but they're sleeping better and now they're yeah, moving better exactly. and they're, you know, what it, so it's, do you do this for yourself in business to you? Do you like check in with yourself and celebrate how far you've come? I know that things are weird right you know, now. My, but. my, you know, can I tell you my fiance is wonderful about that when mm. we, <laughs> so he's your, he's your sounding board and oh, yeah, big time, like big pop time, up reminder. <laughs> yeah. Like he, yeah. he very, you know, he very much like, like, it's, 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 it's really sweet. Like when we, we have in our house, uh, we have this list of like, like we live in a fixer upper. So it's kind of like one of the reasons why, um, I just like in clearing out our very overgrown backyard and our property, we were like, okay, let's, we have room for a studio. You've always wanted it. Let's do it. But just like in the term, in terms of like, since we moved into our, where we live now, uh, we moved here about four years ago. He has a list of every single thing that every single project that we've taken on and accomplished from like the new roof to, uh, to like a new kitchen to, uh, I, I would say like getting our business finances in order, like to like all those accomplishments, all those accomplishments. Yeah. Because, you know, it's not necessarily, not necessarily, you don't need, like, I don't need like a, a certificate and a well done a, and a sticker on my, on my shirt. <laughs> They're fun. They're nice. <laughs> right. But it's not a requirement, but, but it's not a requirement, but it is when you get bogged, like it's, it's the wonderful thing. Like when you get bogged down and think, oh man, I cannot get through this you must look back and see how much you've gone through before. Yes. Yes. That's a good, that's a good way to look back, right? Yeah. To look back and go, Oh, so, you know, at the end of the day, I've accomplished, ta-da, not, not just your to-do list, but you, that's what my coach taught me. You need to, it's important to celebrate a what you've accomplished, the ta-da. Like oh, you just, I like at the that. end of the day, I, I totally got it done from to-do to ta-da. And it works because what happens then is at the end of the day, you're looking over your day. And even if you didn't complete a whole thing, you got steps finished. And that's worth celebrating because progress is progress is progress. And we're yeah. entrepreneurs. We're never going to be done with this stuff. We're always going to be thinking of what's next there's and always, what else we're going to build. Yeah, there's always gonna, there's always going to be what else? What else? Yeah. So there's lest we get frustrated and think we're never accomplishing anything, it's important to ce celebrate our day to day. And, you know, ha you have that running list in your home, you might still have a really long list of other things you want to do, but you can look back and go, but look how much we've gotten done. In but look, at that, look, at that. look at that. Yeah, like, see that, like, you know, light, we put that light bulb in. Yeah, yeah we, we put that light bulb in. We, we yeah. painted the kitchen. We, All by ourselves. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, like we, we, took a house that was a rental for 20 years and made mm. it into something that we can actually live in. 
That's big. That is big. That is big. <laughs> We've seen HGTV. We know how that goes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where eye protection. Yes. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. Well, on a side note, I happen to know that you recently completed a rather large project. Yes. <laughs> yes, honey. So one of the, so here's the thing. One of the things about working in fitness is that you get opportunity, like you get opportunities to learn more. Right. And one mm-hmm. of the things I learned how to, uh, one of the things like later on in my career, probably like, mm, I've been probably like, uh, four or five years ago, maybe a little bit less. I started getting into aquatic fitness mm-hmm. and learn uh, just because like the clientele that, you know, the cl- my clientele, much like me, we're getting a little bit older and want to, they still want to work hard, but they want to do it in a smart, safe way. And it's like, the water is a wonderful place to do that. So, uh, you know, I decided to install a aqua fitness uh, facility on my property, <laughs> i.e., <Fitness> a pool. <laughs> yeah. So I so so, but I have but I have but I have a, but but I have a pool that is very specifically for. I mean, like it's it. We can enjoy it as a house, you know, as we're you know as as a household. But it is also very specifically all everything that I that I would need. It, uh, when I see my aquatic clients, of which I have two. Nice. Right. So, nice. yeah. yeah. And so, like, I have, I have one, I have one that's more focused on rehab, and one that's more focused on athletic conditioning. Yeah. So, yeah. So for one person, we're really focused on range of motion in the hip, and on the other person, we're doing like aqua sprints and stuff like that. It's really fun. Yeah. You know, but it's but at the same, you know, it's it's like the per it's the perfect depth. It's yeah. temperature controlled. It's ionized. It's an ionized saline filter rather than chlorine. I know, right? So it's <laughs> so it's I because because you know, heaven forbid, you know, someone gets someone gets like a skin irritation because of because of my pool or like their or like their hair discolors or something, right? Right, turns green. Oh, oh my god! Well, that if, that, if, if that say, happens, yeah. you need to go to new stylists because they're not using the right product. Oh, that's good to know. <laughs> yes, yes, but anyway. We digress. But, yeah, we, we digress. digress. So, like, yeah. so, but here's the, so, like, I have, I, you know, I, so, it just kind of happened that this, uh, in 2020, we installed installed a pool and a jacuzzi and a huge patio, which means that not only is it great for outdoor entertaining, but also I can train someone, then they can have therapeutic bath, and then I can stretch uh, in the in the hot tub, and then I can stretch, and then I can focus on uh, flexibility with them afterwards nice. or in the spring when the weather, uh, when the weather's nicer, uh, we can clear the patio and I can have outdoor classes. Right. So you can, I am self-contained. Yeah. And you can do all of it. Like you can balance out the group training, but you can also have your private clients one on one. And so you can exactly. meet people where they're at. I think this is the key too, is recognizing not only what your skills are and what you love to do, but also meeting your clients where they're at and helping them get to where they want to be. Absolutely. And we, we sometimes forget that it's okay for us to figure out how to meet people where they're at, right? Necessity is the mother of invention. So while you may have installed a pool, whether you had an aqua fitness certification, you know, (laughs) I don't, I don't know. I don't think, (laughs) I don't think my, I don't think I would have said yes because, because my, my fiance was like, come on, let's do it. <laughs> like, well, it's okay. Like, this is the whole hemming and hawing and thing about 
I'm like, well, we don't need it. But once now that I now that we've installed it, I'm like, wow, it's amazing. I'm well, like, and that continues to set you apart, right? You do this functional yeah. movement that sets you apart already. Now you've got all these other things. You've got a private studio on your own property. So for you, that's great because you don't have to travel all over the place. One of the nope. things with personal trainers that I've known who are trying to transition out of personal training is that they get super burnt out by running around that much and driving all yeah. over. And when you're in the, anybody who's never been to the DC area, I, I invite you to go for a week or two and try driving places multiple times a day. It's super fun. So, um, we, uh, you know. we, we are, we are world renowned for our traffic mm. and for the, uh, for the special type of skill set that our drivers have. <laughs> um, oh, it's yeah. a little, <laughs> that's yeah, that's, there's a lot know, of aggressive driving in DC. Lots, of, aggr lots of aggressive say. driving. Yes. You know, we, we are tech, you know, we are mid Atlantic, but we are Northeast adjacent. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I would imagine like, is the quality of your life better now that you have? Oh my God. Yeah. I thought that was oh, kind of an obvious question. Lord. <laughs> you know, here's the thing. So like I, I, you know, I still, I still do, I still do corporate fitness a couple of days a week. Mm -hmm. And, but now I, you know, cause the big fear, the big fear is that people aren't going to come all the way out to see me. Mm. You know, because it's it's not that it's not that far, but I'm changing my business model from I'm gonna go see you to you're gonna go see me. You know, so that's a, that's a huge change in the business model. Yeah, that's a big shift. Yeah. So for me, I was I was concerned about I was concerned about that, but all of my clients are like, "Wow, you have all this stuff that I don't have mm -hmm. at my at my house or at my gym or." I don't feel comfortable over there, but I feel really comfortable over where you are. Oh my gosh, you have a pool. Oh my gosh, you can. Wow, is that so, a new grill? <laughs> <laughs> or even, or even better, you know, is that like wow? I don't have to do. I don't have to do all of my. I don't have to do my floor work on the floor. I can go onto your fancy schmancy therapy table, yeah, padded and. And then I can, I can really go and get into the body position that I need to, mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, to the point, to the point where I eat, like, it's not only do I, you know, do I, I pride myself on knowing as much as I, as much as I can about my, my clients' bodies and how they function, you know, but, you know, I also know their musical tastes. So I can, I can always like, you know, throw on, throw on their favorite music, which also helps the, in, helps them to put them into a better mood, which increases their athletic performance during their session. So it's all, so this is one of those things that another tiny little thing that in, that adds to increasing their output and yeah. increasing their, and in, increasing their outcome. Yeah. And you're hyper specializing, right? Like you're really able to, to come into exactly what they need yeah. and help them get to where they want to be. That's, I think that's, I mean, I could just, I hear it in your voice, how much it lights you up to be able to, to serve your clients at this level. And I'm really excited that you've been able to, to build exactly what you want on your terms. This is, I think, part of the beauty of jumping ship and taking that massive leap of faith got, to start our own thing. Mm -hmm. yeah, like, and I think I, I was, I, I'm very fortunate in that I did my jump 
while still keeping one toe in the fitness in the corporate fitness land. Mm -hmm. So I didn't have, so you didn't have to starve. Yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Like, 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 for example, like, like because of the pandemic, like, you know, all the gyms, all the gyms shut down very, very, you know, in the first phase of the pandemic. And I was with a company that was, that took care of, that took care of, of their employees. Mm -hmm. And that is very rare, you know, it's like, in any industry, in actually. any industry, yeah, because you're industry. not, like, you're not I'm, like, like teaching not re- from home. You're not just, you just were not teaching. Like we, they we, were still paying yeah, we you. were just shut down. Yeah, yeah. We were just, shut, we were just shut down, and so mm-hmm. like no, and so like the business isn't getting any income. Yeah, we're not allowed to see anybody. So, you know, but they still took care of us because mm-hmm. they also they they were very. This is one of the one of the big lessons I learned from corporate fitness is that it's all about retention. Yeah. Yes. Like if it you is. find if you find the right client, you keep them as mm-hmm. you keep them, you treat them well, you take, you treat them like gold, you take yeah. care of them. You know, yeah. you want them to be returning, referring. returning and referring. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. So what, what would you say is like your biggest lesson business wise? Have you, you learned a lot in your corporate career. Mm-hmm. Ask other people for help. Uh, yeah, which is Hands hard. Down. Easy concept, difficult Hands implementing. Down. Yeah. Hands down, ask other people for help because there's there's, you know, as a Leo, I'm very <laughs> proud. You know, I take great pride in being able to do it by myself and being very self sufficient. Yeah. And hey, you just need to get over that. Yeah, because we're not good at we're not supposed to be good at everything. No. And, you know, like you said, you're not a spreadsheet guy. I'm sure that you need to do some form of tracking with yeah. your with your business. And so you do it to do it. But I don't know if you use a virtual assistant yet or if maybe your fiance is really good at spreadsheets and he does that for you. But whenever you can, that'll be probably a really good thing to pass off to somebody else. Yeah, exactly. It's not we're not supposed to be great at everything. No. Yeah. You know, I like for so long it was you know, because my uh, my mom was a was an entrepreneur. She she ran a motel uh, for God, like thirty some years, and you know, and she and here's the thing: she she was so smart and so good at finances, you know, and she was so it was so in my mind. It's like, oh, when you run a business. You must do all the, you must do everything yourself because she could, mm-hmm. but that's also, that's very general. That's also like very generational, like immigrant, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and you know, that whole thing. And also mom was a superwoman, but I mean, moms <laughs> kind of are. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. It's <laughs> remarkable. Yeah. So, but I don't, and, but I also realize, but as much as I love doing the, te- and that's one of the things I learned is that I'm very much, I, I'm very much a hands-on. I need to be doing, doing physically what I do rather than taking care of all the other stuff that goes along with doing what I do. Right. So all that other stuff, that's when you find like the really good contractors, the really good vendors, the really yes. good like the really good accountant, 
Yes. Yes. Oh, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Girl. Get, so, get your money person. Get your numbers. Yeah. Oh, good yeah. lord. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Like get just just get your numbers right. Just get them yeah. right. Yeah. Because, know your numbers, but don't be afraid to pass them off to somebody. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because, and here's the thing. Because especially when you're, especially if you're like like I'm two years into opening the studio, and it's it's gone well, but it's on it's on a smaller scale. But the the scale is very much on my terms. Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm not. Uh, because I am very fortunate that I don't that I don't have to take every client that might be interested in me, and like I, I'm like I'm scrounging around for business. It's more like I once I find the right client, you nurture them, you take care of them, and you you take them on a journey, and mm-hmm. you, you give. And my deliver see this is the thing like my deliverable is a better life. Yeah, that's yeah, not bad. Fun. A whole package. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's not bad. Like, yeah, that's, that's not bad. Amazing. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, but here's the thing: you got you, you got to deliver. Yes, you know, and I, I love that you said that you don't have to take everybody who comes to you. And for the people who are listening who might be new in their business, it's really hard to trust that. Oh my God, it's so scary! Wow, uh, we've all had what we call the pita clients, pain in the. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's how we learn. So we never regret that. We always learn nope. from it. And then we make sure that we don't take another one who's like them. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we learn, we get to upgrade kind of the level that we're serving at and the level of clientele that we're serving. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say, like, what, what do you think has been, um, have you had a big, like a big challenge, like something that you've needed to overcome? in your business or was it more prior to starting your business? You know, I don't know. Like besides hiring. This is the big one. It, I, it, there was, it was a year between it was, uh, no, like 15, uh, a year and a quarter. So like 15 months between when I opened my doors of my studio and I launched my website. Mm. The reason why is because, it is, I was very nervous about really putting myself out there. Mm. You know, there's a little bit of a, uh, what is it? Imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. You know, that feeling like, like if I put myself out there, maybe people will see that I'm not really who I say I am and that I'm really just, you know, so... <clears throat> I, what I did was I realized I needed to get over that. So I picked up one more certification, not to say that, not to say that like that piece of paper gives me validity, but I think in the process of the, in the process of getting that, my, that certification, like just kind of be, it wasn't the, it wasn't the earning of the certification. It was being in that room with all those other trainers who were at this, who were at or or what I viewed as a higher uh, amount of knowledge because mm. they had been exposed to more knowledge than me, right? Mm-hmm. And kind of go like uh, in October of 2019, I went through a a training with. Uh, Gray Cook, who was like the father of functional movement. And 
he <clears throat> and I literally was in a room where I was like, oh my God, I am the least educated person in this room. Oh my God. Because <laughs> usually, here's the thing, like usually I'm usually I walk into a room, and I'm like, okay, I got I can this. Hold my own. Yeah. I can hold my I, own. I, I'm, and then I'm having like, a hard time picturing that. <laughs> that you would not be. One of the most educated people in the room. Okay. Wow. But, but no, but it was so good because it was like, all right. And when I was in that room, I was like, okay, this is exactly where I want and need to be, mm. you know? And I was like, and then here's the thing. And then I started to talk to these, talk to my colleagues who were in this training, in the same training as me. And I was like, oh, wait, they're just different. They don't have more knowledge. It is different knowledge you know yeah that and that and when and when i oof, and i kind of like and like i'm kind of like just like just in saying that like like that's just powerful to say i'm like ooh, that feels good you, like you hear yourself say it again you're like hey yeah I, yeah I kinda, it's like kind of rock <laughs> yeah well i mean you know because we're because we're t you know because i was raised to be uh i was raised where humility is one of the great character traits that you must get you know, hold. Right. But there is a difference between humility and that prevents you from being a pompous jerk. Mm -hmm. And then humility that holds you back from showing your light. Yeah. You know, it's like, you don't like, don't like, I would almost, uh, it's like when you, when you, when you start a conversation, when you start a conversation or a presentation with an apology, Oh yeah. Like, oh, oh gosh, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. That. I'm sorry for being great. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> like I know you weren't expect I know you were expecting someone else, but you got mm. me. You know, no, you gotta get over oh, yourself. Oh yeah. Yeah, that, you know, that, that 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 whole thing. Ah, oh, that's in, nonsense. Imposter syndrome is an interesting thing too. Um, I hear I hear out in the in the personal development world that they might be trying to reframe that and call it something else. So I don't know what that mm. is yet, but mm. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that I remember, because whenever, you know, new level, new devil, right? Whenever I stretch myself, when my clients stretch themselves, the experience that I have, the experience that my clients have, we may feel it differently, but it's basically the same thing, which is that holy expletive moment of fear of exposure, fear of failure, fear of whatever. Oh, yeah. But here's the thing. It's not even about us. People will say yes to us because they have an experience of us. But what it's really about is the results that they're after. And so one of the things that I teach my clients is it's not even about you. You still need to, you are the face of your business and all that. But, but what really all of you, all that you bring to the table is this blueprint and a modality within which your clients are going to do the work. And so it's about their outcomes and it's about you being able to facilitate that. And so when the imposter syndrome rears its ugly little gremlin head, we just remember, I've got the goods, I've got the blueprint, I've got the questions, I've got mm -hmm. the movements, I've got the whatever, you know, yeah. all these things that helps me come over it. So like every time I try something new or I teach a workshop for the first time and it's new content and I'm like, you know, palpitating and not sleeping for three days before, because like, what if I forget something important or whatever, you know, all that stuff that goes through your head because yes, people, yes, even people who are experts in their field have major holy expletive moments when they're doing something new. It just happens. Oh yeah. All um, the time. But I just remind myself, but I'm the expert in this thing that I'm presenting in this space or in yeah. this thing that I'm doing with this client. 
I'm the expert. That's why they're coming to me. They wouldn't hire me if they didn't trust me as the expert. Exactly. And even that word expert was a little tough to swallow the first couple of years that I was in business. Yeah. But I mean, I think that just doing it, like for, for people who are listening, if you're consistently searching for something new and you think that you're going to find your confidence in there, you're looking in the wrong place. Like sometimes you might just know that another level will be something that will help set you apart or solidify a skill set or expand right. or whatever. Um, but the real thing is just to go do it. Just go do your thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, I think that watching you just do your thing. I mean, you you got your business rolling without a website. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't need one. It's great yeah. to have one. Of course, you can expand your presence and blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, no, no, no. Like, you'd like, like <laughs> you should have one, but yeah, it's it, I mean, it you've got a Facebook, possible. you've got Instagram, you're fine. I mean, truly, yeah. like if you don't have a website, you don't don't worry about it. Now, if you're trying to offer something that requires a sales funnel, of course, then you need some form of, of website. But like, you can start your business without anything. I think, you know, the two things that are really key are like law and taxes. Yeah. You're good. Yeah. Just and make, and make, just liability make, in your case. Yeah. Just keep your nose clean. Just make sure you keep your nose clean. Yeah. And yep. pay your liability insurance on time. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, there, yeah, exactly. So, what would you? Do you have any tips to share with people who industry notwithstanding, right? It doesn't mm -hmm. really matter what industry they're in that you would like to share to help people achieve the success they seek. You know, one of them would be, I don't know. I would, cause I've, I've, I've been giving that one some thought. I'm trying to like, Aside, aside from uh, asking others for help, which is, which is definitely like the big one for me, I think the other one I would say is, you know, there's this, there's this concept like, you know, when you show up, you come correct. Hmm. You, like, you, like when you show up, you show up having done your due diligence in what the, what the client or the, what the situation demands, you know? you overcome the imposter syndrome is by preparation, mm -hmm. right? So that it's that level of preparation, whether it be getting all, uh, getting all your note cards ready for your, uh, for whatever presentation you're doing. If you, in my case, it is coming up with a program design or like the workout, right? We call it program design for whatever the, whatever the client's going to do, but then also have the flexibility to know where the experience of my, you know, 22 years in the industry means that I can kind of see I, that I can see this, these places are where I might need to have some wiggle room. Mm, right. Mm -hmm. So there's that, and that's actually, that would be it. It would be the, it would be, you come with a plan, but you must be flexible. That is absolutely, you come with a plan, but you must be flexible. Yeah. You might, I love that. So be, be organized, be prepared and be willing to ditch the plan because it might not be yeah. what works, especially when you're talking about someone's body. But I think like life and business are like that too. Like yeah. Cause everything's to, fluid and you, yeah. everything's dynamic, mm -hmm. you know? So there's this, and like, I would also say that like time, like setting specific time based goals, Mm -hmm. is absolutely important at the same time when you get to that time marker you can't beat yourself up if you missed it by a hair right you know like, like if you got really close to like you know 
I didn't tie, I didn't t finish this project and tie it up in a nice little, nice little bow on this day. But I got really, really far and I'm so close. Yeah. It's you like know? that celebrating your, your progress. Oh, yeah. Right. Celebrate progress. Absolutely. Because you can't, for example, you are learning how to do something. Like say you're learning how to throw a ball. That, so like that motor skill acquisition, you don't just learn how to throw the ball. You learn how to pick it up. You learn how to move your shoulder. You are learning how to rotate your spine. There are all these different components to it. So maybe you didn't get all of it, but you got some of it. Mm -hmm. you know, so, and that you, if you didn't get some of it, then you, you need to celebrate the, the partial accomplishment. Because every, yeah. like what, one of the things I learned is, is when you teach someone how to do something, if they don't get it, then you cut it in half. You, mm -hmm. you, any movement that you teach someone, if they're not, if you, if they didn't learn it right, then you didn't teach. Then you, as the teacher, must find what what they need to learn, or the way in which they need to be communicated that idea. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it means framing it in a different context, or like using different language. Sometimes it means the 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 task, the the, the single task or skill that you were trying to show is to it was too big of a too big of a bite for them to digest at once. So you need to cut that bite in half and then maybe they can digest it. If mm -hmm. they can't digest it then, then you cut it in half again yeah. until they can. And once they start to understand and start to chew and start to get it, then the bites, if it's appropriate, can get a little bit bigger. Right. But they don't always need to be bigger because one of my favorite sayings is more is not, wait, more is not better. Better is better. When you do better, you don't have to do more. I like that. Yeah. It, and I think that that's really true, right? Like I just kept thinking while you were talking about, you know, you cut it in half and then you do this. It's like the building blocks. Like you're not yes. going to, when you built your studio, if you hadn't leveled the ground first, exactly, your studio would never be right. So you have to get that part right. And, and that is worth investing the time and energy and, and yeah. finances in. And then the next step and then the next step and the next step. And I think you know, businesses like that, building, uh, building your physical body or rebuilding or getting toned or fit or, you know, whatever your goals are, that that takes time and it takes practice. Building a business doesn't happen overnight. Anybody no. who comes out of the blue and tells you that they woke up one day and they had an, an eight figure launch the first time they ever did something, they're totally lying to you unless mm -hmm. they were funded by someone who gave them eight figures worth of money. <laughs> Can I tell you, and, you as, know, soon as, as soon as you say that, I'm thinking of like, oh, <laughs> oh yeah, I, I, we know those people, I, I and we don't. Yeah. And here's the thing: we don't want to work with those people. They're not. They, they're you know they're they haven't their road to success looks very different than most people's road to success. Yeah. And if you're if you're fortunate enough to have a conversation with somebody who's achieved success and they're willing to share the actual journey, their real journey, you'll learn that it wasn't always easy. I had, I had a friend growing up, her parents, I don't remember now what they did, but they had a family business of some kind. When they first got married, they were so poor. They lived in a tent on the beach in Hawaii mm -hmm. and they built their business. Like they'd take their showers in the state park and built their business during the day. And yeah. they go back and cook by campfire at night and sleep on, you know, eventually now they're like quite wealthy and whatever, but their fondest memories are actually of when they were living in that in that tent on the beach because life was just so simple and they were working so hard and they had this, all this ahead of them. And, you know, I think about that and I think, 
if you didn't have a chance to get to know them, you would just think that they were these wealthy people who lived in this beautiful home and drove nice cars and had this super successful business. But they did not have two nickels to rub together when they first started out. So I think it's helpful to know that story because it can give a lot of us some hope if we haven't quite gotten there yet. You know, my, my, one of my proudest, one of the thing, one of the things I'm most proud of uh, with my family, is is kind of like along those lines. Is that I mentioned that you know my parent my parents uh, sent us to private school. Uh, one my proudest thing about sending, about about that is that sometimes we paid our tuition in rolls of coins. Wow, mm-hmm. they were because they we were willing to do anything they needed to We do. were the only family that was allowed. Like my mother, my mother begged them mm-hmm. to let us in by letting us pay month to month mm. rather than paying like, ra- like, like writing that big paying, fat check, <laughs> right, right, paying the big fat check. And so yeah. here we are, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like, as a kid, I'm coming in with like a bag of like <laughs> rolled up quarters and like, and like bundled ones and fives and tens yeah. and like, wow. to, you know, dropping it off at the office. Oh yeah. Dropping it off <laughs> the office. And here's the thing, not, and being like, and being like six years old and like six years old with tuition. That's scary. Yeah. But <laughs> can I, can I, and then like, and then like, I didn't realize how much of a sacrifice that was yeah. as a side note. I just a funny joke. You know how, you know, do you know how you're, um, you, you walk, you walked into a family business. No. There's a nine-year-old running the register. <laughs> <laughs> you know you're in a family business yeah. when that happens that's awesome that's <laughs> so true <laughs> oh my gosh well this has been such a great conversation i really appreciate there are so many nuggets in here like i'm, I'm excited to do the show notes because i want to i'm going to re-listen and like write okay. a bunch of stuff down in my own journal and share them um how can we support you where can we find you and for you know, people who are in the dc area who are interested in functional movement and functional fitness well here's the thing you? because you don't have to just be in the dc area to work with me that's a wonderful thing because that's right. Yay. So there's this thing called zoom. There's a thing called, you know, there's yeah. a thing called zoom uh, and on zoom. I teach, I teach class, uh, I teach classes on zoom for free. Uh, they are, it's a donation based, it's, it's donation based. And this is kind of like when we talk about the way to funnel business in yeah. and like levels, levels of engagement with clientele and with, with your people, you know, some people, uh, for example, because of COVID right now, not everybody can go to a gym. So I teach classes on Zoom. Uh, I do online workshops. Oh, excuse me. I do online sessions mm-hmm. with my clients. And nice. I also see people, I also see people in my studio. Best way to find me is through my website, betterfitprivatetraining.com. And that gives my that gives my schedule. That gives me how to, that gives you how to reach me. And if you want to move a little better and you want to live a little better, we'd love to work with you. Wonderful. I'll put, um, I'll put your website in the show notes so people can just click straight through and, and get in touch with you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming today. Hey, thanks for inviting me. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of entrepreneur mindset reset. If you liked what you heard, be sure to click the subscribe button. So you'll never miss a show. Please leave us a review and tell your friends about us. So more people can hear the valuable information we share in each episode. We look forward to hearing from you and celebrating your success.